What's up, Joes? And welcome to episode 94 of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Ryan Dempsey back with you. Hi, buddy. Hola. Como esta? <laughs> Muy bien. Et tu? I think I all the Spanish. That's I know all I got, there. bro. That's all I got. Like, I, I, learned, I learned most of that from George Lopez. <laughs> Straight up, my Spanish is mad situational. Like, I know phrases. I could not have a conversation in Spanish, but I can get the important things that I need. Um, like, you know, bathroom. Um, Biblioteca. Baño. Biblioteca. Isn't that Baño. Library? I don't know. That sounds like oh. Bible to me. Oh. Bro, why would I, why would I, wait, why would I be asking somebody where the fuck a library is, okay? The reason I know this stuff is from watching, like, American television where the kids are, like, stuck in Spanish class. That's, like, the knowledge that I go. Pollo? Taco Bell. Come on, you're cook. Pollo? Pollo Loco, the crazy chicken. But just chicken. Just chicken. Not the, but Loco. Yeah. Well, uh, cerveza? Mastequila? Ah, Donde es fuego? <laughs> and, and, and Mota. Mota. The most important <laughs> ones of all. Donde es Mota? Muy, mo, muy, muy Mota? Good weed? Uh, 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 or more? Mas. Uh, oh, yeah, no mas, no mas. More, yeah, right. lots, of, lots of weed, more weed. Uh... Grande, you know. about our Spanish Kyle, Kyle is cringing right now because he speaks Spanish from living in fucking El Paso. I'm sure Blake speaks Spanish as well because he's Mexican and he lives in, in Texas. And they're fucking cringing right now. I'm sorry. The white boy from Michigan doesn't speak Spanish. He just knows enough important shit to get the things that he wants in Mexico. If I would ever go to Mexico, which I ain't going to Mexico. I'm Canadian, so... We got French to deal with. I'd rather learn Spanish. Hey. Uh, yeah. Personally. Y'all got some weird ass into their dialects and shit. You sound arrogant when you speak French. You do. You sound cocky as fuck when you speak French. You. There's something you in it. particular. The <laughs> guy can speak French. I do a bad French accent and that's all I got going for me. Don't lie. You speak French. No, I don't. You don't speak any French? I speak a little bit, not 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 a lot. I figured for sure you spoke French. Nah. You were kidding? born in Montreal. So my my parents lived in, in Montreal for probably about 30 years. My dad doesn't speak a word. See, people think that Quebec is that way. It's not. Like, a lot of the southern parts where Montreal is located, it's, it's still... There's a lot of English speaking there. It's when you get more north that is very, very French, where if you speak an English word to them, they, they will just they will walk right past you. Like if you say, "Hey, I'm out of gas," they'll flip you off and say, "Hey, I'll have a good life in French," and walk away. <laughs> That's why the whole world thinks French people are assholes. Yeah. And now we just lost our French audience too. <laughs> what French audience? Neither one of us speak fucking French, apparently, so we have no French audience. You were my French connection, and you fucked that yeah. up by not even being able to speak fucking French. 
That was a pretty good movie, eh? French Connection. I don't, that one? don't know. No. Yeah. I don't watch no. a lot of old movies. Like, <laughs> I, I, black and white never really did it for me, man. Yeah. I know you're. I, know. I know you're a Bogart guy and 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 all that shit. And but not my thing. We've been talking for MMA for so long that now we're just going into we, we haven't had a chance to go down the rabbit holes with Eric. So no. yeah, we didn't go down. We just had almost a, an hour conversation without any real rabbit holes. It it was interesting. Real record for the average Joes. Dude, uh, like uh, this will be posted the same time this episode goes up. So if you're listening to this and you didn't go listen to Eric's interview first, you should fix that and go back and listen because it was a really phenomenal interview. He's so fucking inspiring, dude. Yeah, he is. Like I got done with that interview feeling so goddamn good about myself. I know. I was gonna say, <laughs> like, I mean, I know I was, I was bring up Brett, and I know that that like, gets annoying to a lot of people. But when he was talking about like influencing like two people or three people i started thinking about myself and like damn maybe i am making the world a better place one loaf of bread at a time like who knows i heard your reaction when i started to laugh a little i wasn't laughing about bread in that way i was just laughing because i was i was like here comes our rabbit hole this is where we go but it's gonna turn into the average bread show (laughs) yeah (laughs) but we kept it on we kept it slightly on track we did we did no, it, it was a really great interview. Eric is really fun, enjoyable guy to have on. I appreciate everything he's done for the show, and just he's a busy fucking guy. Like the dude I don't has. Know how he sleeps? We've said it before. I don't know how he sleeps. Exactly. Like, two young kids, podcasts exactly. that he does. Like it's he's a he's something else. He's not that. If you haven't, they have, like you said, if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it and find the shows he does and. Click the subscribe button. Start listening. Yeah, they're a better version of us. <laughs> they're much, they're much, a much better. better, more professional, less profane version of us. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what if you if you like uh, professionals, listen to them. If you like us, then you listen to us. Well, listen to or both. Listen to you got time? Yeah. Find time in your day. Listen to both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we literally. This is a. We're doing a back-to-back podcast right now. We did it. Two shows in a night. Yeah, we're really doing. We're like UFC. We're like UFC one. (laughs) (laughs) After this one, we're taking on Hoist Gracie. Good luck. Fuck that. Even at his age, I don't want (laughs) to fuck with Hoist. Hoist will choke you. Hoist Hoist won't choke you unconscious. Hoist will choke you till you die. Yeah. He was so savage about it. Like watching him do submissions on people was just disgusting. He was such a dick. Did you? Well, that uh, uh, Jason DeLuca, I think it was for UFC two or four. It was like the uh, the, he he was um, a guy. He fought his way, I think, to get into the main tournament. And in the first fight, he fought Hoist, and Hoist, you know, gets him in an armbar. And you could see the guys like, do I tap now? Do I tap now? And you could see Hoist just. Had that look in his eye. Yep. Turns his wrist so <laughs> slight, and now he has two pieces of a of a forearm. And the guy tapped instantly, but like he right. knew it. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't do jujitsu, so I'm not well versed in it. But you know, when you can just snap someone's arm, or when you can just hold on to the move until they tap. Yeah. You don't have to snap a guy's arm. No, you know you're... when you're at that pressure point that you need to be to not snap somebody's arm, but still make your point. 
and you choose to make that that step so right yeah definitely um speaking of poise did you hear that espn 30 for 30 podcast on ufc making of no i keep forgetting about it i saw you talk about it and when you were listening to it or something but i just forgot to download i actually meant to download it before i went to ohio so i could listen to it down there like on my you know with my 10 hours of driving back and forth but uh yeah i forgot and just listened to a bunch of joe rogan's and shit in our fucking shitty podcast it's uh, like, you know, everyone knows the stories, like, you know, they, they did the documentaries and all kind of stuff, but there's, even in this one here, they kind of have like other little things that, I mean, I've heard the story of UFC one, you know, a hundred different ways, but it all lines up. But this one here has like that little bit more behind the scene detail that you kind of, you, you, you don't know about. And, uh, that was a fun to listen to. And, uh, if anyone hasn't checked it out, I recommend it. It's, I mean, I think it's like an hour maybe at the most. I mean, not even having seen it, I can already probably just back it up because anything 30 for 30 puts its stamp on, yeah, I'm cool with that's why they're That's why I love their podcast. Their podcasts are awesome, too, because at least it, like, me at work and I can't watch anything, I'll just click one of those things on. Well, it was me and Blake talked about the, the Ric Flair 30 for 30 in our Sunday session. And oh, yeah, that's uh, like I teared up a different mo I don't know if it was the same moment but like I got misty eyed when when it went into the whole reared reed flare reed. thing yeah. that hit me hard man that hit me hard and like watching everybody else recall what happened and Rick's denial in it like I'll say oh oh Rick Rick yeah, when they, when they brought Hunter on and he was saying, like, he, he failed the thing, whatever. He goes, because it's you, I'll give him another chance. And I'm telling you, whatever. And he goes, no, he couldn't. Like, that there. Like, that was mm-hmm. that was hard. Yeah. But. <clears throat> no, it, it was a tough watch. It was a really great 30 for 30, but a tough watch at the same time. I cannot yeah. wait for the, the two bills. Oh, my God. Yes, yes Bill checking that parcels is going to. Making them sit down together, too? Oh, God. God, I'm so excited for that. And I hate Bill Belichick. Hate him. Hate him. It's going to be two hours of Bill Parcells talking, and then we're on to to Cincinnati. That's all you're going to hear for two hours from Belichick. I like Bill Parcells, though. I always like the tuna. Big tuna. One of my... uh, What? I said, how do you not, right? Like, he's... One of my coaches turned me on to them when I was um, in eighth grade, I think. Like, he gave me he gave me his book to read, and this was, like, in 98. And, like, ever since then, learning about Bill and shit, like, I became a big fan of his and followed his career. And yeah. I wanted the Patriots when he was coaching them to win because I hated Brett Favre and the Packers. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> I forgot he was the coach for that team, wasn't he? Well, yeah, after he left New York and went to New England. Right. And before he went to the Jets. and it was the Cowboys, too, right? Cowboys, yeah. He retired, and then I think it was like the year he was eligible for the Hall of Fame. He came out of retirement to go to the Cowboys. Yeah. And everyone was saying, everyone's like, oh, just put him in anyway. But Dan was like, nope. Nope, he's coaching and he can't be in the Hall of Fame. So they actually made him wait an additional five years from his last game coach. He's like, fuck off. Like, yeah. get out of here. 
come on, man. The dude, <laughs> the dude's already earned it. Like, give it up. Give it up. Yeah, I like the tuna, man. Bill was a good coach. Chug it, yeah. Oh fuck. <clears throat> My voice is like so sore. I don't think we've talked like this long for for a long time. <laughs> no. I mean, no, probably not. We've been I, keeping keeping episodes the fairly short. Preview, maybe, but maybe. still we've been we've been breaking them up, right? Doing the two shows a week. Yeah, we're 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 on shorter. average about an hour and fifteen usually. Hour yeah. and twenty. You know, we 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 I don't think we've hit the hour and thirty mark in a while. It's a big no, change from so. back when we were doing two hour shows. Fuck. And when and like and the and that was and those were like interviews. That was like conversation where they should be going two hours, but they're not. Right. It's amazing what when how magic can happen when you uh I'll keep this one nice and keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. Enough has been said this year. Yep. We're we're moving forward. You wanna talk about uh the big event this weekend, my first fucking UFC. Jesus yeah. Christ, I'm so excited, dude. Oh, me and Tony were hanging out earlier today before we did the podcast, and we were just, like, talking about everything and super excited. Um, you know, I, I'm excited about the event. I'm just kind of focusing on tomorrow first. Yeah, you just know. get through the day by day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying. I'm doing everything I can to make sure I'm going to be there for the weigh-ins. Um, some video for. The- yeah, I'm going to try. I'm gonna, the doors open at five, so uh, my plan is to be leaving Muskegon by one, so we can get to our t- hotel at four, get an Uber, Uber to downtown Detroit, and then get um, get to the weigh-ins, you know, by five five thirty, so that we can get a spot. And How then, far are you from uh, Wayne's to Rogan? Blocks, mile maybe. Oh, like okay. everything now. Everything is all downtown. Like the That's the, right. it used to be the State Theater, the Fillmore, the the former Fillmore Theater or former State Theater, and now it's the Fillmore is right across the street from Comerica. They actually share a parking right. lot. So, <laughs> and then Comerica is right across the street from. Uh, Ford, and then the arena is, I believe, is just down the street, a matter of blocks, I think. So it's not very far. It's all within. It's all within really close to each other. So and this is the, we got a lot of time. Uh, we got a lot of time to kill after the weigh-in too before Rogan. So Little Caesars is where Wings and Pistons play, or just the Wings? No, the Pistons are there now, too. Uh, originally, Both it was are. just going to be the Wings, <laughs> and then the Pistons announced last year towards some point in their season that they were going to move to Little Caesars Arena. Okay, nice. Yes, yeah, so that's perfect, then. That's good. I mean, that's good for the downtown Detroit core. I mean, yeah, you got everything. Not, you got everything. Living in Canada. I don't get like you know I can't really comment too much, but I witnessed you know just being across the river witnessing the, that that everything falling apart with Detroit because it happened with Windsor too like it right. was like a, right because you guys both you guys rely on the 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 automotive industry and stuff from yeah. over there don't you yeah right. so I know, so I know enough about what had happened so it's good to see Detroit's kind of like bouncing back and getting uh, getting things moving as best that they can yeah man I I love Detroit like I I really do I my uncle 
lived out there and out in the suburbs and stuff um growing up and he lived off of woodward for a while so like we used to go down to go visit him all the time and i just i grew to love detroit and then i started traveling to go to shows you know to go to concerts over there and shit and i will i would rather drive to detroit than chicago and they're about the same distance for me it's three hours just about either way but i would much rather go to detroit just would i like detroit better and like right. we were um i was at i went to a concert over the summer <laughs> at st andrews hall which is okay pretty close to everything anyway which is really close to where we're going to be but st andrews is a fucking phenomenal venue an old church that they they turned into a venue um nice yeah and then there's a, a venue in the basement called the shelter that's where they filmed eight mile like all the battle rap oh. scenes and stuff is, yeah, yeah. yeah is the, that's the shelter that's the downstairs of st andrews hall oh cool yeah super awesome place but so anyway we we went to a, a show at st andrews we got there really early so we just kind of went and walked around downtown detroit just to try to find something to eat and whatever just walking around and looking at like the architecture and like the buildings and shit like that. Detroit's fucking beautiful. It really is. It's a it's yeah. people shit on it a lot, but they have done a lot to to make downtown better and trying to get back to what it was at one point. Well it's funny, like even like when we moved to Kitchener and I had some like people that said, Oh, where are you from? I said Windsor. And the first thing they would say is, Oh man, you gotta live across from Detroit, eh? That crap, like all that I'm like I didn't really witness it as its peak, but I still got to see it before the fall. Like I right. went over there, and I went to Kobo to a couple auto shows, went to the Wings games at the Joe, and <clears throat> uh, I went to Auburn Hills to see the uh, the Chili Peppers once. Oh, the only nice. time going that way, <clears throat> but uh, but I, I've been there like you know, enough times in my life that I've seen the city before. Like it was the, the complete collapse. So for me, like when I hear people say that, I'm like. Yeah, okay, you can say that, but that's like saying like you know, like this place here looked good, and then it fell on hard times. So it's got to be a, like the worst place. Like if Toronto all of a sudden like everything just right. fell apart in Toronto, they're gonna start crapping. Like no, you're gonna defend it because you you were there the whole time. But these people, they only like these people only like I think it's because you're so distanced from it that they don't know what they're actually saying. It's funny because I, I, thinking about it while you were talking and stuff, I think I've been to the palace more times than I've been to any <clears throat> other um, Detroit arena or anything. Oh, really? Yeah, I've been to for Ford Field. Or for... Uh no, for I've I've gone to a couple Pistons games, and then actually my senior year, um, the the state of Michigan moved the wrestling finals from the Joe out to the palace. Oh, okay. So I wrestled at the Palace in the state or in the state nice. final tournament. Yeah, I made it. I made it to states uh, in the top sixteen, and then ended up placing in the top twelve. But didn't you know they only medal through eight? But yeah, so I wrestled at the Palace, and then my dad used to take me <clears throat> to go to like WWF house shows back in the day. Nice. If they if they came to Detroit, you know this was before Grand Rapids um, had Van Andel Arena and stuff. So they didn't really come over to the west side of the state for anything. Okay. Um, house shows were over in Detroit. Because, like, um, our arena in Muskegon, where they used to come through and do, like, like you know, they always used to talk about the A-Town, the B-Town, and, like, the C-Town. Muskegon would have been, like, the C-Town back in the 80s. Our arena was really tiny. Um, 
but like they weren't in the nineties and shit, they weren't even coming over there for anything. So like if I wanted, if they were coming to town, we had to go to Detroit or to pa- the palace. So my dad took me to like three or four house shows growing up. Um, That's why I, I was kind of funny. Like when you talk about house shows, like uh, <laughs> I remember like, like watching like old, old like VHS and stuff. And they talk about, uh, Oh, they're going to be in Toronto and then they're going to be in Montreal. And then all of a sudden you'll see them say Hamilton. And Hamilton's not like a really small city in Canada, but when you're going to like, Toronto to Montreal, it's just so funny they would make a stop off in Hamilton of all places to do a house show. Right. But it's but it's like I guess like yeah, you can put like that, it would be then like that B to C town just make the stop off, get a couple extra coins in the pockets kind of deal. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so I've always had I've always had a special love for the city of Detroit and I'm really excited for this weekend. Haven't been to the Fillmore in a while. It's been a few years. Saw a lot of shows there. Right. Excited to go see the new arena. Yeah. I'm excited to see what the sale. Like, well, I mean, Erica sales Sandler aren't doing place. that well, apparently. Because I was going to say, like, the, watching the wings there, there are a lot of empty seats. It's because so, the, like, the, the wings haven't been that good, and I'm sure ticket prices are probably kind of stupid right now. Pistons that's, games that's haven't thing, been doing great either, and they've been fairly okay. They struggled a little early, I think. I don't pay attention to basketball, so you'd be able to yeah, they're second in the conference right now. Just beat the Celtics too. So I saw you cool. post about that. Like that's about the only time I just I don't like NBA basketball. But yeah, it's like, <clears throat> but the the uh, but the wings. I mean, even if we're having like an exciting start to their year, like I just well, it's, they it's didn't that, have an exciting start to the year. They struggled at the beginning of the year. They were like zero and six. Not this year. They were they were tied with the Leafs up at the top for for a while. Then they went on a slump. Right, but they started off not that great either, though. The beginning no, of the season was rough, I thought. I thought they were like 4-1, and 5-1, and one or something, and then they hit the slump. Maybe but they, they got a, I thought they only won a couple, and then they let, like lost like six straight. It, 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 the problem is it's, it's that new arena thing, right? Once you get that new arena, you got to charge, no matter if it's a bad team or a good team. That's the one big issue, and yeah. if you have a bad they're going to suffer. I didn't think, like, the prices they had set, at least for most of the tickets, I didn't think were that bad. Like, where we got seats for 100 it would have been 100 I paid for, I'm stupid, and I always pay the extra charge from Ticketmaster for, like, ticket security in case something happens, I get lost in the mail, or right. I lose the tickets or some shit like that. Like, I have a fucking security system. But, right, and, yeah. Or... They got stolen, I can get a refund. So I always just take the precaution because what if? And I buy a lot no. of tickets from Ticketmaster, so whatever. But, um, you know, they would before the tax, it would have been like 145 without the charge. So I, didn't, I don't think that's that bad for where we're sitting. I am kind no. of bummed out it's not the walkout like I thought, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but like Eric said, to find out that like two hundred bucks is your floor seats at this point, like right, that yeah. bums me out. But maybe I'll be able to run down on the floor then. But you know, like you said, like, and I and I said this last week when I was at the show in Montreal, I was in that second bowl. Yeah, and you just you do see it might be smaller than watching on TV, obviously, but you you still see, you see it like. And they said, like, you know, when you see those people that are on the floor seats and they're like, you know, 20 euros back on the floor. Right. You're staring at someone's head for the most part. Like, you're not seeing a whole lot of the show. Like, 
school, you're on. The, you can say you're on the floor. Well, you're also you're paying, yeah. Not really see the fights as well. Like it, I would rather pay cheaper prices, be a little higher up, but see more of the action. Well, not even just like you're also at the same level with everybody in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, if you're a short person, yeah. I'm not planning on doing a ton of sitting down tomorrow, so I hope the people sitting behind us are cool because I can guarantee you I won't sit down during Alvarez and Gagey. And... And Ghana went over him. Yeah, and maybe even Cejudo and Pettis. I mean, there's a lot of fights that I'm really excited for, but, I mean, Gagey and Alvarez are going to be a war. This is another one of those those cards. I think I haven't looked a lot into two nineteen, but I feel this is another one of those cards where I'm more excited for three or four of the main card fights, and then the main event. I'm just like, eh, okay, yeah. Like I was, like, I don't know, like I said it earlier with Eric. I've said it before on the show. I've said it multiple times since I had. I got to know. I was much more excited about it when it was Frankie. I wanted to see right. Frankie. I love Frankie. It's one of a, it's not a favorite fighter, but definitely a fighter I really enjoy watching, and a fighter okay. I was really excited to see live. Like even more so than I am to see Max. I mean, I was more I was sold about that fight for Frankie. Yeah, it, it, I, I have no. I mean, I uh, I've been won over by Max Holloway mm-hmm. in the past past two three years. I've been like like the you know, we also about the, the slow burn to promote. Right. I had like, the I've had more like the slow burn to fandom. I'm the, yeah. Like, okay. Good performance. Okay, I'll check him out again. Okay, this guy's good. And then you start like you build up and like okay, and now he's a guy that I don't mind watching. I'm happy he's a champion. He's awesome. Props to everything that he's done. But if given the choice between you know, like Frankie and someone else, I might take Frankie and someone else, depending because I would watch a Frankie fight over a Holloway fight. Right. <clears throat> right. I'm trying to think of where I first started watching. I first started taking notice of Max. It might have been against Cole Miller. I'd say for me, it's been a two, two and a half years. I think it was like a random slotted card. I and actually, s- I went back. I sort of remember. Too. Yeah, I was going to say, I. I remember like he had a couple like he was almost cut from the UFC at one point. Okay, yeah, the three, and three before he went on that this ten fight tear. The Jones. Okay, I remember. I was gonna say the the Feely fight kind of seemed familiar, but that's because it was on the Jones, uh, um, to share a card. So I definitely saw the fight happen. Um, but yeah, I, I like Max. Definitely. But it's not a fighter I have. I don't have a vested interest in Max. That's it. and the thing is, like, he he is twenty four, twenty five years old. So there is still that chance where, like, maybe he has a couple losses and then gets the belt back, and you know, maybe he can become like one of those like those all time guys. Yeah, I mean, he's right on the, he's right on the cusp of like he's like he's the new BJ. But he's this generation's BJ Penn for when it comes to, like the Hawaiian fighter. Yeah, he's definitely got the got Hawaii some, behind him. There is something that's missing from him. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't like. I 
love where he's at, but he doesn't draw me in. Like when he was fighting Aldo for the belt back in April, May, whatever it was, I really didn't care much for that fight. I don't know why. Just, just I don't, I don't know. And I love those lighter weight classes too. So for me to not be interested in it, to me, I feel like that stands out. I like the light, the lighter weight classes as well. I'm not inter- that interested in Aldo. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe it could be the matchups itself. That's a very good possibility, too. Like, the only time I ever really, really cared about Eldo was when he fought Connor and the buildup for when he was supposed to fight Connor the first time. Like, I, res- Even, I respect Jose Aldo. I do. I was really into it after. I mean, and I had it on hindsight, but uh, Mendes, too. So I didn't see that fight live. I heard of it, went back and watched it, and kind of got hyped up knowing what I was about to see. But, I mean, that's kind of like an unfair way of looking at it because you knew what had happened. Well, like, I wanted to, you know, I was, I wanted, the the zombie fight, I remember, was one I, I was particularly interested in because I liked zombie. And when he fought Frankie the first time, because <clears throat> I was a Frankie fan. But, like, I don't know, I just, I'm he never <laughs> drew me in all that much. He's had some whatever fights where he was just not all that like, impressive. Like what you were talking about uh, with Eric earlier when we were talking about, um, I don't know if you mentioned Zombie, but with uh, with Lamas and I think maybe even with Edgar. With La- yeah, with- Lamas and Edgar and, Wait, made, so, and Chad I, too. My, I knew about him from WEC and that kind of stuff. Right. I remember him he from then. The jump, when he made the jump to UFC, his first fight, big I don't know if it was his first UFC fight, but his first big one was 129 against Mark Hominick in Toronto. His first. And and that was Mark Hominick had, like, a second head growing out of his forehead. Right. And still, still, Aldo coasted in that fourth and fifth. And to me, that was like, I don't know, like, I don't want to see a guy just be, okay, got three rounds, I can just take it easy. Because, I mean, after you get knocked out, I want to see this, if you're an all-time great you either win decisively or you finish them off in the in that in those later rounds. Like he seems you can't take to, rounds off. Like he just seems to lack the killer instinct. Right, yeah. He just wants to get up ahead early and then be done. And and when you've had <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. You are so good looking. Yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> But like when when you've had so many fights in your career, obviously like at this point in time, obviously he doesn't want to go full out because he knows his body can't take it. And we've seen in the last couple of years, knockout to Connor, knockout to to Holloway. I mean, he's on he's on the verge of having lost three or four fights uh, if uh, come Sunday morning. And, and then, that one and win, then... one win over. Edgar was a, a whole hump performance, really. I thought he looked good in the uh, the performance against Edgar. I I, I that was overmatched the, even. That, well, that was it. He fought with and I and I said this to Tony when we were watching the fight because we were right. all because that was his fight coming back after getting knocked out by Connor, and it was like, okay, right. what what are we gonna see out of Aldo? And he came out really strong. And we were kind of talking about how good he was looking and stuff like that. And I pointed out, well, this is against a guy he already decisively beat. Yep. 
Like, he has that confidence. I've already beaten this guy. Like, I know what I have to do. I have to just be a little bit sharper about it because he's improved as well, but I can stick to a certain yeah. game plan and I can beat this guy. And also switching it up because he, I don't, I might be wrong, but I remember him using boxing more than leg kicks in that fight, but I could be wrong. Uh, but I mean, knowing that you take away Frankie's legs, you're taking away, like, you know, a huge, I mean, that goes the same with a lot of fighters, but you take away his, his, his legs. He's not going to take you to the ground, which is his bread and butter. He's not going to be able to strike you as well, which is always his his a very very solid backup plan for Frankie. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, he knew that, you know, just pick him apart on the feet is the best way to go about. Keep your distance, and do what he had to do. And I mean, the Holloway fight. He, I thought he was winning, before everything kind of fell off the rails. Maybe not winning, but he was looking pretty good, all things considered. I gave him, the, uh, yeah. When Holloway started just like connecting every which way he wanted to, all of a sudden you looked at Jose Aldo. He looked like he went from possibly maybe regaining that king of the mountain before, like uh, maybe Connor was a fluke. To, to all of a sudden look, looking, just looking like I was like when he walked out of the octagon, it was like. It would remind me of watching like BJ Penn in the last couple of fights. Like, what am I seeing here? Like, this right. is weird. Like, no, I, yeah, absolutely. It was just he looked like a different guy after that fight, and I don't think it's going to be any different. I think Max is going to beat him again. Uh, again, yeah. although shot, although is a tough fighter, but I, I think, think it'll go decision this time. I think I think Aldo will be smart enough to not engaged the way he did last time i don't know man i don't know but i mean holloway catches you that's just it it's it, it's it's like eric said he he downloads your dna and then yeah uses it to beat you he, and then yeah like he is that he's that new that new breed it's like i mean and and all those what like 34 he's not i don't think he's that old but he just comes from that older generation. I mean, 10 years, I mean, is Holloway isn't 25. I mean, if you look at someone being like 9 to 10 years older than you in this game. Aldo's only 31. I mean, 30, he's, God damn it. That's even worse. Like, I mean, well, it'd be six years in this game. It's like, that's, that's a huge, that's like, that's like 200 years of human evolution in, in this sport. Think of how rich he would be if he would have been a soccer player, probably. God damn. They say he was really good. That's his leg kicks, man. It was from kicking the soccer right. ball all the time. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like they, they, <laughs> they, they say that he was legitimately really good at soccer and like had the potential to go out, pro. If he was playing right now with the likes of like Neymar and Coutinho and Firmino out there, like Brazil would be a, like a super contender going into Russia next year. For all our soccer fans that are now turning me off, <laughs> my poor U.S. team. I will watch the World Cup. That's like when I do actually watch soccer. It's like the Olympics, special events like that, and when it's all over TV and it's the summertime, there's nothing else to watch because I don't really like baseball. Exactly. Yeah, because the Tigers really suck. Um. <laughs> That's the only reason I ever care. I, I started watching baseball again when the Tigers got good. Right. When Jimmy Smokes took over and we went from the worst team in baseball to the World Fucking Series. Series. Goddamn Jimmy Smokes. I want Jimmy Smokes back. 
I would always watch the Tigers just to hope that maybe uh, Kate Upton would be shot in the audience and you get a little glimpse. Not anymore. Now she's in Texas. Yeah. Good for JV. I'm glad. Yeah, he deserves it. He, he's one. Like, I don't like. He's one of those guys that no matter who you cheer for, he's one of those guys that you gotta like. I mean, I love Justin. He was he was phenomenal here. He did a lot for for the city of Detroit and that fucking baseball Definitely. team in particular. And so, um, I got no hard feelings for him being gone and shit. He needed. He yeah. deserved to go to a winner because Detroit wasn't winning a, a World Series, and he wasn't getting any younger. Not so, no, no, no. Plus, it's cool to get his contract off of our shit and free some money yep. up so we can get some young talent because we suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> uh, rabbit hole number three. We're back. Yeah, man, that's what happens when it's just you and I. We dig deep. <laughs> dig deep. So you got Holloway by decision. I yeah. think I, think I, mean, Max I won't be surprised, but... I think Max knocks him out. Fourth. I kind of want to see... Like, I wanted to get to the ground. Like, Oh, I don't know. I'm a, I, fourth I round. Like, latest. Fourth round? Fourth round, I said. I think, I think on the, the latest. Or you, on I think the he knocks him out. I said he knocks him out. Yeah. I oh. think I think Holloway knocks him out by the fourth round. Max is he's too he's too fast. He's too young. He's hungry. Who Cub got next? Cub's got a fight next week or the week after. Cubby's next week, I believe. I hope I hope Holloway stays after this and Cub gets a win and stays healthy too if they can set something early next year between Cub and Holloway. Man, I don't know how you give Cub a, a title fight off of beating Brian Ortega. Isn't Cub's on a, uh, Cub's on a bit of a streak, though, is he not? Right. I think some... But he's fighting Brian Ortega. Well, I guess Ortega is sixth, but yeah, Cub's on a... I don't think he's lost since he got beat by it. By Frankie? No, by Max. He lost back-to-back uh, Frankie back to back, and Max, yes. okay, that's right. and then he's beat Hakan Diaz, uh, Kawajiri, Superboy, Lobov, and now he's going to fight Brian Ortega next Saturday. It'll be a good fight. Him and Ortega, yeah. he's got to watch out for that triangle. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's right. TC kid. Jesus Christ, Marlon Morass is turning around and fighting. Again? Yeah, he's fighting against Aljamain Sterling. Jesus, so that's three fights in a month and a half? Yeah, dude. Two seventeen, China, now this one. Yeah, he's he's fighting he's fighting yeah. Aljamain Sterling. This is a God, you gotta get that win now. You cannot lose to Sterling, Sterling and go one and three to start your career. No, in the one, and, one and two. No, if he loses to Sterling, he'd be one and three, wouldn't he? He only lost. he lost in China. And didn't he fight in China? No, he lost. Oh, he, no, he didn't fight he in lost China. To, he lost 
Marlon's only fought a... twice. He lost to Sunsau, then he oh, beat okay. John Dotson. Oh, okay, I thought he fought last weekend for some reason. No. No, I he, he I mean, he fought a couple of weeks ago. He fought. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking maybe the thing I'm thinking of is he took the fight on short notice at the Sterling fight. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, he fought, he fought oh. on the Poirier and Pettis card like a couple of that's weeks right. ago. That's right. He got the he got the win on that one. That's yeah, right. even though a lot of people think John Dotson won the fight. That's right. Um <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So he's just he not even a month since his last fight. That's big for both of those guys. It's, just, it's huge for Aljamain. He needs. He's on a two-fight winning streak after beating Barrow and Augusto Mendez. And he's and that was after the loss to his Sun Sal. Sun Sal and Caraway. That's right. It's a good test for for Marlon. Definitely. I mean, if you good test for Sterling too. Yeah, it's a good test for both of them. Anyway, let's get back to the fucking card we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Instead of talking about forward. Sh- <laughs> instead of talking about shit, we're gonna talk about next week. Okay, yeah, co-main event: Alistair Overeem and Francis Ngannou. Jesus Christ! Uh, I get to see the monster. How, uh, how bad I want Ngannou to pull this thing off. Get to see the motherfucking monster. I think he's gonna do it, man. I think he's gonna do it. Based, you know what? Basing it off the Stipe fight, I don't like. I mean, Mark Hunt is what I mean. I like Mark Hunt a lot, but I mean, Overing should have always had that one. The Verdum fight, I think it's very arguable that Overing lost that one. Uh, so going back and basing it off the Stipe, I don't know. Like, I don't like Overing's not really been impressive i guess to say aside from the jds knockout right nothing really lately for me is like and it kills me because i love me well i especially love me some uber ream but i've always liked over him and i really I, but i think gano i cannot go against francis and gano at this point like he's only 37 that- too i thought over him was a lot older than that not a lot, but I thought he was closer fight, to 40. Fight age. Well, fuck fight yeah, he's about to fight his 59th fight. And, having, and uh, Joe Rogan uh, last week on his new, uh, that MMA show that he started doing. I'm sorry. He went over and started talking about all of his uh, stoppage losses. I don't know, like, he's been stopped a shit ton. I, am a, I apologize. This will be his 60th fight. I thought you were going to say, sorry, that he's 59 and this is his 30th. <laughs> no, he is 43, 15, and 1, no, or and 0 with 1 no contest. Wow. And this is, and that's just an MMA, right? That, does that include kickboxing and... I think that's just his MMA fight, but... Yeah, he's got so many miles in those tires. Like, I mean, he's kind of like that Arlovsky when Arlovsky came back to the UFC and started kind of getting a couple wins here and there, but then... It'd have to be MMA because yeah. they don't include Wonderboy's kickboxing record. He was 57-0. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. That's true, yeah. So he's got tons of miles on those. T- I mean, and you, we've seen 
besides his resurgence, where like I said, I don't think he beat Verdum, but he's had some rough losses. Also, like the, uh, the Travis Brown knockout, the well, the Stipe finish. Uh, oh God, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the another one in the last couple of years where he was stuck. But I don't know. Like they're I got a bad feeling. They're the same height. Alistair's got 15 pounds on him. And Gano's got three inches of reach and arm. And then their leg reach is the exact same. Yeah, the youth is going to be because Gano's held 20. 31. 31? Ow. It was younger than that for some reason. Still. Me, me too, until I looked at it while we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, he's. 31. Okay. I thought for some reason I thought it was like 27, 28, but. Yeah, I was Still, checking. I was changed. checking both of their ages. That's when I said the thing about being shocked of how old Alistair right. was. But yeah, like I said, on the when we're talking to Eric, unless uh, Overeem gets him in the clinch early, he can start laying some knees. He like I, has, I think this is going to be, I get like a quick first round stoppage. Uh, win for Ngano. I hope it is. It's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty big step up in competition for Ngano. Oh, definitely. You know, compared to uh, Louis Louis Henrique and Curtis Blades and Bohan Milovic and Anthony Hamilton and and Andre Arlovsky, You know, but I think he's an. I think he's an animal. I think he's a fucking killer. Definitely. And I think he's gonna. Probably be champion, and the, and that's the, a lot of the things. Is Sorry, that, um, a lot of people say that he like you know oh this is a big test, a big step up for him, and whatever, and and, and it is very true. But this is also the time where like they, they, this gets said about a lot of guys, and a lot of times those guys step up that competition. They, they prove that they belong there, and I think that Ngano is in that category of guys. Who's taking a big step up in competition and is going to prove that he deserves to be there? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think he's going. I'm very to jealous that you're going to get to see this guy live too. Yeah, I get to see the fucking monster live, dude. You have to get average Joe's business cards made up, and you got to start and, like throw them into the octagon at the end of each fight, see if we can get some of these guys on. Sure thing, man. <laughs> let me let me get right on that by tomorrow. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I can get some kind of five-hour printing job. We take it. You paying for it? Uh, yeah. I put it onto the average Joe's uh, visa. Oh, sure, sure thing. <laughs> you mean my Mastercard? <laughs> well, if you insist. <laughs> no, but. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> this is gonna be a blast of a fight, though. Seriously, like. dude, there's so many good ass fights on this card. Like, not big names for for the Buffalo Wild Wings fan, like we talked about, like Eric talked about with us. But like the hardcores and like uh, guys like us and shit. Like, this is a good fucking main card. It yeah, definitely. I mean, like for like you know, and a good undercard. Like the Wild Wings card is going to get the, the crowd rather they're going to get Ngano because they've seen the highlights and Overham's a big name. But for the hardcore fans, this is like could this could be the passing of the torch well, to the put, next generation that we followed. Put this in perspective. Think about if this card would have been 
John Jones and Stipe. Instead of Max, instead of Max yeah. and all, or in Frankie or, originally, or with, with or Frankie with, but I don't think uh, maybe, 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 yeah. You bump, you bump Torres and Watterson to the FS1 prelim spot, and you go your main Jones, Stipe, Holloway, Aldo, Overeem, and Ganu, Cejudo, Pettis, and Alvarez, Gagey. You flop Cejudo and yeah. Pettis and put Alvarez and Gagey before the Overeem fight. But anyway, Great googly moogly Joe Rogan. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, so you, you're you're with me, right? With uh, with Ngano, right? Oh, fuck yeah, I am. What did you hear yeah, me yeah. say earlier? I don't, like, I'm just double checking <laughs> that just... maybe you haven't. Uh, hi. I, I remember a long time ago saying Francis Ngannou was going to be the heavyweight champion on this show. Yeah. You got to beat the guy to get to the championship, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be this fight, though. it got to be this fight because he wins this fucking fight. He's getting a title shot. Who else at heavyweight's getting one? But if he loses this fight, he can still become the champion in a couple of years. Semantics. Uh... I said he was going to be the next heavyweight champion, I believe, though. That's it. Fuck it. We still got to wait for Stipe to get figured out with his damn contract thing. Exactly. So what a great way to get it all figured out when you line up the fight with Francis fucking Ngannou. Boom. Yeah. Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, hit me up. Let's talk. Why would they shouldn't talk to you? They should be talking to Stipe. Well, I'll go to fucking Cleveland. I'm pretty close hey, by. Stipe, this is Jeff. He'd like to talk to you about uh, about your finances. He's a regular guy. <laughs> he's a fucking fireman. I know he's a firefighter. I love exactly, it. exactly. So I'm a regular. I'm an average Joe. God damn it! I can help negotiate shit. Fuck off! Don't doubt my skills. <laughs> you always doubt me. Do I ever doubt you? With your things, no. I support I your dreams. You. I support your dreams. Your ultimate Thanks, sour. Honey. Your ultimate sourdough. <laughs> you know, you flip me off now, but once you taste it, you'll be saying thank you. I, I I've been waiting. Somebody's got to get a passport. It's hey, all you I'm... could come to Canada. You could come to Michigan. Yeah. Good. Like Trump, you know, annoying Monica gets shot at the border. It's not like your wife doesn't take off and go to, to Windsor all the leaves you to have your vacation time. You could come to Michigan and have vacation time. <laughs> it's still like another like that's like an eight hour drive total. That's a long time for me. I just did that shit last weekend. Do you want a gold star? I'm just saying it's not that hard. And yes, I do want a gold star. Thank you. <laughs> Can I have a cupcake as well? Fat boy didn't eat dinner tonight. Well, that's your fault. It, it, not enough fucking hours in the day, Ryan. You're telling me. I had to go <laughs> see my caregiver and get weed before I went to Detroit. 
priorities. Priorities. Because <laughs> I don't have the money to go fucking buying a bunch of weed in a goddamn dispensary in Detroit. I'm not liquid, John. I'm not liquid. Rare fucking obscure movie reference. Stealing Harvard. Ah, nice. Tom Green. Dude, that movie, that movie is in, it's not probably in my top five, but it's in like my top uh, ten favorite comedies. My my name is Earl. Um, Yeah, Jason, I can't think of it. Yeah, 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 that's right. That movie is funny as fuck. It cracks me up, and Tom Green is super funny in it. I saw that one like 2002 when I first, 2001, whatever year first came out. I think that's probably the last time I saw it. How I know I liked that movie is I enjoyed that movie before I started smoking weed. Okay. And still enjoy it when I'm smoking weed. So it's held up to the test of time with me. It still (laughs) makes me laugh. So, yeah, I've got Nganu by knockout. Right. This fight. I have been waiting for for quite a while. Henry Cejudo and Sergio Pettis is finally going to happen, and I'm going to watch it in person. Yay! Just last, last second, last time. God damn it! <laughs> I had to get one out there. Come on, you, you motherfucker! Don't do this to me. I haven't done a DDT in a long time. Not the time for a DDT. Well, maybe we can get, uh, I don't know, Yancy Medeiros and Oliveira on the main card instead. Maybe you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Sheik makes his appearance. Yep. I don't want to live life with the regret of not telling enough people to go <laughs> fuck themselves. <laughs> I love that I saw that today. I retweet Sheik every time. There are like there are three immediate retweets when when I get on Twitter because I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. Um, automatically it's Nihilist Arby's, Iron Sheik, and Broken Pizza Hut. <laughs> I retweet a lot of other shit too, but immediately if I see one, I'm like, yep. Dude, Nihilist Arby's is one of the funniest fucking Twitter accounts I've ever followed. I think I remember some of the ones that you would retweet there back when I had Twitter there. Just some, they, there were some really classic ones. Yeah, man. That shit, just, it's so dark and hilarious. And I laughed so hard when I first started reading those. Because <laughs> it was like right around Christmas. <laughs> and... So it was just like all kinds of anti-Christmas shit and just, right. just disgusting things. It was really great. Really great. Anyway, back to the important thing of the fight. <laughs> the fight. It's 11 goddamn 5. <laughs> and I still got a fucking pack. 4 o'clock comes early. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, I am excited for this fight. I like both guys striking are really good. Henry's is definitely more powerful than Sergio and surprisingly Sergio this is going to be interesting for Henry to get inside the box because Sergio's got five inches on him I yeah mean, I'm interested like, I, like I'm interested to see like how uh how Hudo, Cejudo, sorry uh utilizes his wrestling in this one 
I think he's going to probably try and I think he's going to get a takedown catching the kick. He's okay, yeah. he's definitely the much more the better wrestler. There's no two ways about it. 100%, yeah. Like you said, like, I didn't realize that Pettis had that uh, that big of a reach. Yeah. Uh, it'll so, be interesting. You had to see, like, if they if they try to try, try to uh, trade leather, what would Sergio, happen? Sergio is a better wrestler, I think, than than Anthony, though. Okay, yeah. Personally, watching, I think Sergio has better wrestling skills than Anthony does. Right. I think, I think Anthony has garbage wrestling for who he works with. Sam Punk, the best in the world. Punk, well, well fuck, Askren. No, like Ben Askren, yeah, no, I know. Izzy Martinez too. He's been training because because right. Ben yeah. Ben opened up his academy and shit in in Wisconsin, so he's really busy with the Ben Askren Academy and you know fighting in Japan and shit. So him and Sergio started going to Albuquerque and training with Izzy. That's right. I remember you mentioned it to me there uh, a couple weeks ago. That's yeah. right. And Izzy's obviously fight, yeah. John Jones's wrestling coach and one of the best wrestling coaches in MMA, probably. Yeah. Can't think of it. I mean, besides Ben, I mean, Ben's got the most credentials as far as like, I yeah. mean, he's also a fighter, but he's also a, a head wrestling coach for Rufus. Right. So. I like this fight though. I don't know how it ends. It's so. I think it. Uh, I think it goes the distance. But seeing Cejudo and uh, and uh, Wilson Hayes and seeing how, because he was just like that wrestler guy, you know, and then all of a sudden you see him now. All of a sudden he's able to. He's a gold. He was all. He's a Golden Gloves boxer. He's always really? had hands. Yeah, he was a Golden Gloves boxer too. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's people. just like, he kind of, so he just kind of became more wrestler. He just gotten better. It was career kind of thing, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, he just his his MMA striking has gotten a lot better. Like especially compared right. to how shitty his boxing looked against DJ to what he was doing to Wilson Hayes. Right. So um I just I wonder how much what he's going to do to combat that five inch reach. And that's the thing, like that's he's gonna have to try and figure out a way to get in and take him down. I feel just to kind of like so like kind of show show Sergio that he can get inside him and that distance is gonna be nullified. I feel like he has to like get that done early on, but well, Sergio I mean, definitely wants to keep the distance anyway because he doesn't want to get close enough for Henry to slip a punch and fucking take him to the ground. True, yeah, right. I mean, Henry has a, a really, really good blast double that he can fucking hit out of nowhere. And you don't see a lot of guys get double-leg takedowns in MMA anymore. It's mostly single leg to, to like, trips and stuff. But Henry has a super explosive blast double leg takedown and he can hit it I mean he fucking won a goddamn gold medal with it right he's on a four fight win streak too eh for for Pettis four fight and six out of seven 
Yeah. Sergio has looked really good and improved from you know when he when he came in. Um, I think he just got thrust into not really a spotlight spotlight, but he started off three and one. Well, yeah, I mean he he did well, obviously, but it was just like because his brother was the champion, he got yeah, that, a little bit yeah. more of a shine and and hired expectations because of who he was. And like the the Caceres fight was when like they really put cuz that was when Anthony was fighting um Oh no, he didn't de- debut against Anthony or with Anthony on that card. Then no, debuted again in uh, on the Hendricks GSP. No, I was I, I didn't mean his debut. I meant just um, he wasn't. He was fighting like his first few fights. Part of those fights, yeah, was... he fought. Uh, he fought on the uh, I want to say Pettis and uh, Melendez and Pettis and RDA. I want to say he fought on both of those cards. Yeah, he was on the RDA one. When That's he beat, when he beat Benoit, or when Benoit beat him, I mean, yeah, yeah, and I want to, I want to go. I'm going with Pettis because I want to see him continue his climb. I like him. I've been high on him for the last little while, but I like Sergio too. I I don't know. It's it's a hard pick because like you like you can easily see either of these guys clipping the other one. Um, you can see Cejudo getting his wrestling in there and just making it a, a ground and pound uh, marathon. Uh, it's a, I, for, I said, I'm running with Pettis just because I want to see him get the victory and continue his climb up the ladder. But do I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Henry. Um, I love Sergio Pettis as a fighter. I, I like watching him right. fight. I think he's exciting. He's a young talent that's going to do something in this division, and he's got some years to go, and he's you know some time to to do those things, and I think this is kind of Henry's time right now to to make another run at it, and I think his wrestling is going to be too much of a factor. Sergio, you know, Sergio's been taken down. He gets taken down. You know, he's he's got sixty seven percent takedown defense, but. Nobody else. He's not. He's not fought somebody that wrestles like Henry Cejudo. Right. No. Definitely no. And it, even even letting Henry inside, that's when you got to worry about his hands too. So you got to be cautious of that. And he's got power. He hits harder than Sergio. There's there's no two ways about it. He carries no, way that. more muscle mass. He hits harder than Sergio Pettis. His technique's a little bit better. I think uh, I mean Duke's a really good striking coach. Don't get me wrong. But... I hope that like, I hope that we're like uh, if if uh, Suhuda wins, I hope that he can somehow finagle his way into like a DJ fight or a, or a, a Benavidez rematch or something. Like, I hope that they don't just like. I think keep the him... Benavidez rematch I would like more. Right. I, I think he he needs. I just don't want to see them keeping him fighting these like up and coming guys. I want to see him like be in that top tier fight away from the belt or fight for the belt. Like I think but... he's at that point now. I think they've just been kind of keeping him back because he got starched so bad by Mighty Mouse. They thrusted him they... in too soon, and and both Dave and I at the time 
picked Henry Cejudo to win. We both thought, ah, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be the one to do it. Here he comes, this 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 new guy, you know, blah blah blah. And obviously, Mighty Mouse oh. proved us way wrong, and they he beat the shit out of Henry Cejudo. Yeah, but Henry's a wrestler. I'm I'm a wrestler. I gotta I gotta ride with my wrestler, man. So I'm going with Henry by decision. And now for the people's main event. Shell Waterson. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> the Underground King versus the Highlight. Number four versus number five. Eddie Alvarez taking on Justin Gaethje. I cannot wait for this fight. I'm going to be Rick flaring my ass off during this fight. This fight has fight of the night written all over it. Like, and possibly KO. Yeah. Like if this thing goes the distance, it has a high potential to be fight of the year. They face up what these guys can do. And CTE. Oh, I don't think this one's going the distance. I don't think so either. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of who and when. <laughs> right. Right. Um I'm doing a reluctant pick on this one. You're going to go with Alvarez, aren't you? I am, and it's only because knew it. It's only because of the fact that Gaethje has openly, I mean, I, I like you since you turned me on to him. I know I've said this before, but I've gone back and watched a lot of his stuff, so I do know it to be true. But he can be reckless; he doesn't care. And when I heard him say that, like he is willing to get knocked out in order to get the knockout, to me, it's scary to do it against a guy like Alvarez. Um, but we've seen Alvarez also get caught. So I, I if Gaethje can get in there and land those bombs. It'll be night night, obviously had like hundred percent for for Alvarez. It's just in that Michael Johnson fight, like you know, he did eat a couple shots that I feel like if Alvarez lands them, it could it could be a knockout. But I don't know, because Johnson carries a lot of heavy weight too in his hands and he couldn't finish him, so who knows? And Justin did I mean, Justin's known for doing the stanky leg, man. So it's, it's just it's just gonna be a war. It's gonna be dropping yeah. bombs, dropping bombs. Like if you're if right. you're uh, if you took the last sip of beer, yeah, grab the last pretzel to the bowl, and this fight's about to start. You have to wait 15 minutes before you go get another one. You don't want to not even 15 minutes. But you just don't get don't get up until the fight's over because this one's gonna be a not miss. Do not miss this fight. Nope. Nope. I won't move. I mean, I might go, no, as I said, I might go run to maybe take a piss after Watterson and Torres, but depends on how close the bathroom is to my seats. Yeah. That's why I'm getting there early. I'm going to be in the arena by like 530. Are you going to get one of those wizenators? No. <laughs> what do I need a fake? Oh, no. It, it, so you don't have to get up and leave. No, wizenator at least here, mm-hmm. or that I know of a wizenator is what they call like the fake bladder for trying to fake a drug test. As some of them have a fake dick. Oh, uh, okay. That's a wizenator. Oh, okay. At least here, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about in Canada. I don't know what y'all call it, but that's cool. 
that's cool. Nah, man, I, I'll, I'm an adult. I'm not going to get drunk, so that's going to really no, help. Yeah. We're going to probably go have a couple beers somewhere downtown before the flights. Like, I'm going to try to get downtown a couple hours early. Go maybe get something to eat or whatever. I don't fucking know, but find something. I mean, how you get drunk off the adrenaline at some of these at these events anyway, right? Like, I'm gonna be really high good. as balls when I get there. That right, I will yeah. promise you. <laughs> it's gonna probably be the most sober I've ever watched a fight. Like, not ever watched a fight, but that normally. No, yeah. Like me and Tony yeah. were talking about. It, we were like, oh, dude, we don't even we don't get to do a main event joint. <laughs> We'll find a way. Well, we're figuring things out. We're figuring things out. We, yeah. When we go to the dispensary and get some edibles. Oh, perfect. There you go. <laughs> Maybe. Can't wait for you. After the bell. Oh, dude. That after the bell is going to. We're going to probably drink, too, after that. Yeah, so... you were telling me about that. With uh, Are you are you guys going to meet up with uh, Kyle and, uh, and Zach? I don't know if. Kyle is even going. He hasn't. I, he didn't. He hasn't mentioned that he's going. So I'm guessing he's not. Right. And I. And Zach just got married. So. Even more of a reason to go. I mean, I love you, Kara. <laughs> no, the, you. there's not a lot of people that I know that are going. Um. Right. John, obviously. Good thing too, though. Bobby Bobby Wambacher is going to be their refereeing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you mentioned that to me on the other night. Yeah, no, we're gonna try to. Uh, him and I are gonna try to do something like some kind of interview. I don't know if it's gonna be in person or if we'll just do a Skype from hotel or whatever. Um, but does he know the fights yet, or does he find that out day of? I don't know. I didn't ask him. I'll talk to him tomorrow a little bit more. I think he's flying into Detroit tomorrow. If you can do like an after the fight interview with him, and if he's got like uh, one of like these dope fights to to do, that'd be sweet. Um, he's staying in the same hotel as Rogan. He told me. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, we were talking yesterday or whatever. He wanted me to try. To, I told him I was going to see Joe, and he was like, "Do you have an extra ticket?" I was like, no. <laughs> "I was like, no, nah, man, I don't." I, you what you do? You have two extra tickets, but they're not in your possession. I, well, technically, I have one that I paid for. The other one wasn't oh, paid for, but, you know, semantics. Yeah. But, semantics. uh, yeah, that'd be pretty. Hang up. You see, would meet up with Bobby, you get to end up hanging out in the hotel room with Joe. That'd be. Uh, dude, if I could get high with Joe Rogan. Bucket list. I've only gotten high with one celebrity. And he's not even really a celebrity celebrity, but I got high with the lead singer at Glassjaw. Okay, nice. Yeah, that was cool. Daryl was super cool and, like, a really nice guy, which went completely against the reputation that he had of being a super giant dick. But I think it was mostly just he was really antisocial because he had Crohn's disease and was in a lot of pain on the road. So now he smokes weed and it helps his Crohn's disease. Yay. Perfect. Go marijuana. I got Justin Gaethje. Yeah, I'm not surprised by your pick at all. No, nah, dude. I wouldn't expect anything less for you to pick. Uh, for except for you to pick Gaethje. I I I don't discount Eddie Alvarez at all. I I don't. I think Eddie Alvarez can totally win this fight. I just my heart wants. I'm going with the dude that I want to win, and then I'm going to be cheering for to win. With whatever happens, with I mean, it, it's harder with Alvarez because of his. Uh, Lost to Connor and then the no contest crap with Poirier. Right. But um, uh, 
I hope that with everything that's going on with Connor now, who knows what's going to happen. I hope they do the right thing and just if if Gaethje wins, they can like bump him up to like a number one contender fight, or with Alvarez, bump him into a number one contender fight. Do something to get this division rolling again, and hopefully we can see Tony by like July defending that belt, one way or another. Yeah, something's got to get figured out soon. But yeah, I think Justin will get it done. I think he's late second, maybe third round knockout. But it's it's a finish. This ain't going to the judges. Ain't going to the judges. <laughs> so I'm looking at the stats right now, and Justin's significant strikes per minute are 10.61 with an accuracy of 59.77. His absorbed per minute, 9.29. Give one, take one. Pretty much. Like, Alvarez is about there. His landed is 3.55, and his absorbed is uh, 3.69. So... Eddie gets hit. God, this is going to be a bloodbath. Yep. <clears throat> yep. They're both good wrestlers, so, I mean, I, I think. I don't think this one goes to the ground. Unless, I think it goes to the ground if someone eats a shot and they're just, like, needing to recover. Maybe take a shot to get them down, but otherwise this is going to be just a stand-up brawl, I feel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that's what, that's what Gaethje said he wants to do anyway, right? Right. Right. So, yeah. Let's keep it rolling. I will go ape shit if Gagey wins that fight. When he wins that fight. Uh, first fight of the main card. Uh, number five, Tisha Torres. And number six, Michelle Watterson. Your, your MMA wife's real life wife. Yeah. I couldn't even, they wouldn't even let me be the man of honor. Nope. Versus, versus who I wish could be my MMA wife or real life wife. <laughs> One day, keep praying. You're going to be there. You're going to be in the same arena as her. Who knows? So will her husband. Those business cards printed with your name on it. <laughs> so will her husband. <laughs> anyway. Tisha has been on a bit of a win streak. Yeah, she won two in a row over Beck Rollins and Juliana Lima. And uh, Waterston's coming off the loss? Yes, I believe she's coming off the Rose loss. Rose? Before that was uh, Paige? She beat Paige. Yeah, she beat Paige and lost to Rose. Is that how it yep. worked? Yeah, she beat uh, Jessica Penne, Angela Magana, Page, and then lost the thug. And then Tisha, yeah, yeah they were the, they were gonna right? give. Remember, remember, Michelle Waterson was told she was gonna probably get a title shot off of that win if she beat Rose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, I forgot about that. The times they are changing, eh? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some. Oh. I'm taking Tisha in this one. Yeah. It's kind of hard not to, especially with the. Tisha's just. She's buff. She's buff. Yeah. 
she's like a little pit bull. Like she like. But Tisha can be taken down, and Michelle, you know, has a decent takedown average. And she's pretty decent on the ground too. Yeah, and I think that so, yeah, could be her spot. But I don't know. The logical sense is to pick Tisha. Um, for the fuck of it, I'll pick Michelle. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll ride with the hottie. All right, let's uh, let's breeze through some of the rest of these fights. And get this bad boy out of here. Uh, main event of the prelims. Uh, Paul Felder taking on Charles Oliveira. I have got Felder. Yeah, I'm going Felder just because. I mean, I don't know. I want to say like the short notice thing, but at the same time, Felder's been like he has been splitting up his camps with the um, the commentary analyst work too. So it's hard to say. Like, it's not like he's been fully committed into this camp. Uh, he's, he's stepping up for. Is it? Uh, was it Al? Yeah, Charles Oliveira stepped in. It was Felder and I, Quinta. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what I, yeah, that's or that's what I meant. Whoever was stepping Sorry, in for yeah. Al, this was the fight Al was supposed to be on. Charles, he Charles, he just submitted. Uh, yeah, well, Brooks, that's right. Yeah, well, not just, but for, yeah, okay. He's yeah, he's got yeah. That was his first, yeah, that ended a two fight losing streak for him. Yeah, and those were his like terrible weight cuts. Yeah, Felder's he also has lost it all right too. And Felder's on a two-fight winning streak. Yeah, I think I think Felder's gonna win. Yeah, I'm gonna take Felder. Just be, yeah, I, I don't know. I think yeah, I don't know. I just think that Alvera, like he's like the rough weight because I mean he looked really good against Bruce. I think he had a standing Renegade choke in that one, uh, if I remember right. But. Uh, yeah, when he's one of those guys that when he's on, he's on. When he's off, he's off, and he he's just too up and down. Where I think Felder's just right now, he's just doing his thing, getting it done. And I think the analytic work is going to help him because when you're, I think when these guys are analysts, I mean they they do it when they fight, but I feel like when they're analyzing fighters live, they're also to, to steal a thing from Eric. They're downloading their opponents' game game set too. Right. I think that, I think and I think that'll help him like look at uh, preparing for the fight differently. And I think he'll utilize his current little analytic stuff to help him in this fight. <laughs> I think he'll get the finish. Yeah, I do too. TKO second round, maybe third. Yep, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, Yancey Medeiros and Alex Oliveira. And I'm looking at holy shit, dude! Yancey Medeiros has a lot of fight. He's been fighting in the UFC for a while. Since 2014. 13. And he fought in Strike Force in 2010. And he's only 30 years old. Yeah. And he's got some names on there, too. Yeah, dude. I mean, the... Rustam Havilov, Eve Edwards, Jim, Jim Miller. Jim Miller, Poye, McDessie, Trinaldo, yeah, Eric Spencer. Silva. Yeah. He's fought some names, man. 
Well, so is Alex Oliveira. Yeah, he fought. Definitely, yeah. Two fights with Tim Means. He's got a win over Will Brooks and James Mutasseri. He's, you know, he's fought Cowboy, KJ Nunes, Gilbert Burns, Peter Halden. I'm gonna. I'm still gonna pick Yancey Madero. He has had a couple up. He had that. Yeah, because he had that rough one against Brooks. We lost the the rough weight cut. Then he had the the Tim Means illegal blows and all that kind of stuff. For yeah, so he said he's gotten the wins in no contest. But I mean, he's had like these like little. Well, then he Stars turned around. Well, then he turned around and he fought um, Tim Means again. Yeah, he oh, and he, yeah, and he beat him. And he beat decisively. him pretty decisively. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I'm going with Maderos. Uh, this one also has got the potential to be an absolute war. David Tamor and Jakar yeah. close. Man, uh, I'm fifty. With, uh, with Tamor. I'm kind of want Tamor, but I'm fifty-fifty on it. Close as the Michigan boy, right? Yep, yep. Kalamazoo has got the got the right. bitten on his chest. Only, That's right. Only two Michigan fighters, I believe. Yeah, because there there had the potential before. Yeah, well, five if they would have had Cody Stamen ready. That's right. Yeah, Cody Stamen representing West Michigan. There used to be quite a few. Not so many anymore. They let Kirk Oh, there's the. Who, who's the second Michigan? Is that you counting uh, Cooper? Yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm counting Cooper. Yeah. No, I wasn't sure if there was if there, if I was missing someone. That's my girl. I know. Yeah, of course I am. But um, now there. I mean, there used to be more, but like I said, they let um, what's his Kirk Shanks go. Darren had ties to Muskegon. I yeah, I don't know. I, Tamar, I think definitely, but Jakar Close looks so good against Marty Casey. It's hard to pick against him. Really is. This one definitely has the potential. They got this. Is, if, um, if we're looking at Gaethje Alvarez is like present night one A, present night one uh, B easily. They were on paper. I was how it's shaping up to be. Right. Um, and then the uh, the first fight of the prelims, Felice Herrig and Courtney Casey. I like the new Felice Herrig. Yeah, I think definitely. I think she keeps rolling. I'm hoping so too. Yeah, I got I got Felice in this one. And then I think this will be the last one. We don't even really need to talk much about it. But my girl Amanda Bobby Cooper taking on Your Majesty, oh Angela Magana. Jesus. Christ. She does have a really nice ass, though. I'll give her that. I think it's going to be uh, Magana by disqualification when Cyborg jumps in the cage and starts whooping her. She apologized, sort of. <laughs> oh. So. No, well, I, think... I got the, I got Bobby Cooper. Yeah, I do, too. Hopefully she casts. This will be the last fight on Magana's contract, and they'll get rid of her. Then we're done with her. And is uh, Cooper, she's coming off a loss? To Calvillo? Yeah. She fought since then. Nope. That was the last fight. In uh, Calvillo's first fight. Right. Nope. She's uh, 
She lost to Tatiana Suarez, who finally fought again in the UFC a few weeks ago. After That's winning, what that was the, after winning the hour, Ultimate right? Fighter, yeah. And then she beat Ana Elmeros. She's got to be careful with Magana, though. It seems like, I mean, her two losses in the UFC, both are by submission. So... There's just, like, no skill breakdown for Angela Magana. <laughs> It's just, it's just a, whatever. Oh my god. Uh, I hope. See. I hope Cooper beats her up. It's probably gonna go. Oh shit! Sorry, it's probably gonna yeah. go to the decision though. That's something. Yeah, I think I think it goes all three. Um. Yeah. That's all I got. Saba Hamasa and Abdul Razak Alasahain. Alasahain. Also on the prelims, uh, Jeremy Kimball and Dominic Reyes. And opening the card will be Justin Willis and Alan Crowder. Yay! Should be a fun card overall, but once you get into those, uh, those main prelims and the main card, it should be a great night of fights for you. I will be one of the only people probably in the arena for the prelims, the earlies. When I was when I went to mine, I was there for the entire card. Oh I, yeah, I will be. We will like, be too. Like if you see, you know, like three, four, five cards a year, I can see skipping things. But when it's like your first or her. So like you, you take it all in. You have exactly, to. exactly. That's that's exactly what we talked about tonight, and I've been talking about the entire time. I will not miss a fight. Will not. I'll be in that arena right. by five thirty, five forty-five at the latest. Yeah. Figure it out yeah, the lay yeah. of the land. I know where the concession stands at because my high ass is gonna want a pretzel or some shit, and I know where the bathroom is. Maybe that's all you need to know. And I know roughly for the pay-per-view, I've got 15 minutes at least between fights. Right, yeah. Yeah. See, Boom. I, see when me and my brother went to the uh, to the card in Montreal, we almost walked out with the replica UFC belt. <laughs> this couple, this is a true story, I swear to God, this couple, they're sitting in front of us, and... They keep on the, their. It was their uh, engagement thing. They, they were go, going to the see to celebrate their engagement, and he cut. And they were just like, you know, just drinking, just getting rowdy. Me and my brother are sitting back there, not drinking, just hang, hanging out, having a good time. And at one point, the guy gets up. He comes back. He's got the UFC belt, and she's like, "How much? Four hundred dollars?" And she flips on him. They get this huge fight. He says, "Here to me, my brother. Can you hold this?" And they disappear for like forty-five minutes, screaming as they're leaving. And like we're like, do we just take this belt and go? Like what? Like the fights are like GSP's about to walk out. Like what do we do? Like eventually they they end up coming back. So you throw that and, bitch uh, over your shoulder and you walk the <laughs> fuck out. So they have a, they have come back. They grab the belt and they just leave. And I, you know, we're in Montreal. You know, my brother lives in Windsor. I'm in Kitchener. We think nothing of it. I swear to God, this is I swear on my marriage. Six months later, me and Kara going to the bank. And they're at the bank, and I'm standing there, and I had the shirt on the uh, like the GSP versus DS shirt that I got. I'm wearing it. I'm looking at them like, oh, okay, we can go to the bank another time. We don't have to go right now. She was why I told her the story earlier, like when we got back from Montreal, 
Like, that's the couple. Hey, I don't want them to, re- like, if they recognize me, I don't want to fucking be associated. Like, let's just get the fuck out of here. We'll deal with this another time. <laughs> it was like, the way I saw that, I'm like, this is not real life. This is not happening right now. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Bank can wait. So Pay the they, bills next. So they live in Kitchener. Kitchener. The fucking odds of that happening. <laughs> Think of all the things that happened to my. Oh, they could only happen to me. It would have been even better had you take had you gotten his belt and then you saw him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been the icing on the cake. Like me brawling with some guy in the the Royal Bank over a replica UFC title. So hey, remember that one time earlier in the show when I said we haven't gone over an hour and thirty in a while. We're 60 seconds away from it. So, hey, Mazel Tov. Wrap this up then. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We did it. And including the Eric show, my Skype's reading 245. Yeah. Yeah. My that's a, two. It's been a long that's night. That's a night. Yep. All right, night. man. Why don't you hit me with those final thoughts? Uh, keep them short and sweet. Uh, congratulations once again to John Davis meeting up with uh, Motown Phenom and winning himself a couple tickets to Saturday's event. Yeah, we didn't talk about that on this show. We just talked about it in the interview with Eric. Way to go, John. Congrats, man. Yeah, yeah John, I hope uh, I hope he makes it. I hope he has a great time. Uh, I hope we bump into each other. I would like to meet John and shake his hand. So, John, yeah. John, if you hear this tonight, you know, th- Friday or whatever, before the fights, like, hit me up. Like, even if it's just on the concourse at the goddamn arena, I just want to be able to say, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Just shake your hand and shit. So, yeah. Get out of here. I won't yeah, be. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, was, I was just going to say, I won't be wasted. So don't worry. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, again, again, like, you know, to him, to everyone else, you know, thanks for the continued support and everything with the page. Absolutely. Uh, been a rough uh, couple of weeks uh, with me with everything we talked about the other night, uh, sicknesses and work and that, but we're trying to get things going still as best we can. So the continued support to the listeners is uh, always appreciated. You guys are amazing. We love you. Thank you. Jeff, I hope you have a blast in that half, and I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your stories. We had to do something maybe earlier than Tuesday. We might have to do something special sometime. Uh, yeah. It's all fresh. Brain. Yeah, we might just have to. Well, <laughs> yeah. As I say, maybe, maybe, maybe if you're awake, I'll call you for after the bell. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? There's a good chance I will be. Depends on how long it takes us to get back to our hotel. I'll stay in contact with yeah. you. We'll get it figured out. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if we do something on Sunday in the afternoon, even. Yeah, we'll figure something out for sure, dude. I'm so right excited. On. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm. I'm like. It's like December. I'm a little kid. Bad analogy because we both hate Christmas, but I'm like a little kid, and it's December 23rd right now. And tomorrow's Christmas Eve, and then Friday is UFC day. So, woo! <laughs> One for the nature. One for the nature. So let me kick this music. Let me kick this mule. All right, guys, that's going to do it for Ryan and I tonight. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we appreciate everything from you. God damn it, Paul Stanley. God damn it. I'm trying to do my outro, and Paul Stanley's just fucking screaming over me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Paul. City, baby. Paul, you need to calm the fuck down. 
Thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you. And uh, look out for that after the bell. And make sure, if you haven't, you go and you listen to that Eric interview because it was fun. For Ryan, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We will talk to you guys. Well, I'll talk to you on Saturday night. Maybe Ryan will be there too. But we'll talk to you soon on the next episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Show.